and this is the Save Yourself Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. Everybody, cast, cast. Um, a randomized deep dive into the Face Down Records discography. That was beautiful. That see, you fucked me up, Mark. Episode. Oh shit, forty-eight. Is it? I think so. Forty-eight. Oh, I love that. You gotta look at my notes. It's normally me. I didn't write it down this time, but now it's both of us. Wait, what episode was that? Shit. Yes, episode forty-eight. Forty-eight. Woo! We made it. Oh my god. Alright, here we are, episode 48, and finally... Alright, finally, the randomizer has chosen... Has chosen... <laughs> has the, Trojan The condoms. randomizer has Trojan. The randomizer has chosen one of mine and Marshall's, I think, in both of our top ten favorite bands. Oh yeah. Uh, a plea for purging. The Murfreesboro Pumpkins. <laughs> my notes say nashville well technically they're from murfreesboro but that's like that's like saying auburn opelika oh well yeah okay nashville boom this is uh the life and death of a plea for purging their their last album their bid farewell 14 tracks 55 minutes 37 seconds long released november 8th 2011 god also, uh, they they were formerly known as Silas. I did not know that. Yeah, research, That's a cool bitch. Fact. Let's go. They are your fucking metalcore, deathcore, groove, gent, what like just deliciousness. Gent before it was gent. Yes. Gent when it was referred to as oh they sound like Meshuga. <laughs> Who are the fathers of gent? The papas. It was recorded, mixed, and mastered by the one and only Josh Schroeder. Yep. You did a fucking amazing job, Josh. I'm really just going to throw that out there. Mark just threw his phone. Yep, sorry. Layout and design, guess by. Face down Dave. Face down Dave, who won't do our artwork. <clears throat> That's a different subject. <laughs> and photography, well, you know, I'm guessing like pictures and shit. Uh, Andy S. Foster. Band members. On vocals, we have Amos Andrew Atkins, a.k.a. Andy. Is his name Amos? Or Amos, yeah. Amos? Oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't know that. Me neither. That's freaking <laughs> hilarious. On guitar and singing vocals, Blake Martin, who also played with uh, Project 86, if mm-hmm. you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On bass, we have John Wand. <laughs> yep. And his nickname was Poo John Wand. Oh my God. Um, I do remember that on MySpace and such. And on drums, we have Aaron Eckerman. We got some guest vocalists on this album as well. Freaking Chad to the third. Sorry. Actually, there were three Chads. (laughs) Three fucking Chads did guest vocals on this album. (laughs) On track three was Chad Rulig? 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 Oh, Ruling. Rulig? I don't know. That's a weird spelling. That's uh, For the Fallen Dreams Chad, right? Yep. Yep. And Legend. Oh, he was in Legend? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, research, bitch. <laughs> On track five, Chad Johnson. Don't know who he came from or what he's part of. Chad but... Johnson? Uh, he's from 100th. Oh, well, goddamn. Research, baby. <laughs> no, that was just <laughs> random That was just random knowledge. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and on track 13, 
Chad Urich from Vinia. Or I've never known Vinia. how to say their name. Vinia? I don't Vinia? Know. They were good, that's, though. That's why I said it like two times. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, guess the fuck what? We have a goddamn guest host again! See, he did it himself. Thank it's you. Perfect. Mystery man. The one, the only, Justin Dean. Hello! Hey. From Carrier yes, Eulogy, oh, yeah. Eulogy Records. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that. You did do that. Yeah, we did that too. Y'all done that? <laughs> yeah, we were there, and there might have been a T-shirt involved. Honestly, I don't remember. Thanks for having me, boys. I think there Dude. was a T-shirt. Mm. I think it was the album art. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> just go into the album now. Yeah. We had technical <laughs> yeah, difficulties, we, people. We uh, <laughs> well, I don't know how we're gonna edit this, but we'll very, figure it out. Very poorly. Yeah. No, it's not going to be poorly. It's no, it's going to it's, it's going to be good. We we are unprofessionally we'll see you in professional. Twenty twenty seven. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. It's been fun. It <laughs> luck, luck luck would have it that that me and Marshall really and truly started out doing this without like I don't know if if we could have had less of a clue of how to do this and everything has gone for the most part exceedingly and worryingly smoothly and the second we have the audio engineer on everything goes to crap it's um, literally a curse it, it really is man it's the definition um, of a curse well in the beginning we i, I had I, I asked jeremy a lot of questions and then once we kind of got the hang of things i was like i don't have to ask him any more yeah. shit <gasps> but he can do his, he can do his podcast. We can do ours. Bam, and then yeah, now Justin's on and fuck everything, right? Right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. The one time this will be. Yeah. See you again. Never. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll talk to you later. He said, "See you again, never." <laughs> All right. Well, before we run into any other issues, let's just go ahead and yeah, dive let's, into let's the just album. Dive on into the pool. Track one, the life. The eight bit intro is, if someone says, "Have you like heard Please Last Album?" I immediately go, and then just silence, and then and, drop. and then <laughs> and then fucking nuts to your chin. <laughs> heavy just yeah, man. literally Holy. 10 pound beef stick <laughs> blonde salami all over again a good way to put it oh my god oh, Jesus. yeah i mean it's it's such a strong opener for a record it, it really like sets the tone for the whole album you know because like some of the some of the themes that they put in this track like come back all the way through like mm -hmm. even up to the end you know yeah so no, it's, i noticed it, that as well Awesome. And so, something else, too, is, like, this will be one of the, like, definitely the probably second or third time that the record that we've had to listen to has been something I'm really familiar with. And I've noticed I, like, I definitely listen to them differently. And I, I never yeah. realized all the crazy lead guitar parts in this, like, at the beginning. Yeah. With, like, like those weird swells and stuff like 
whoever was doing that, like if if they did that live and not to a track, I feel like that was a task. Yeah, dude, absolutely. It I was mean, just all over uh, the place. Uh, yeah, for sure. It, it's it it's almost more atmospheric than it is anything else, and not in the not in the like droning way because it's kind of some of that too. But it's it's it adds a lot of uh, layer, you know what I mean, to the track. Oh, as opposed absolutely. to just being like you know super shredder or whatever, and you're right. Like some of it is, some of it has to be backtracked live because there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering they had one guitarist, you know, <laughs> but the fact that he, <laughs> the fact that he, you know, wrote that shit. Yeah, it's like damn, you have a super understanding of your instrument, and I kind of hate you, but I, <laughs> but I love you at the same time because. I wrote so fucking heavy and groovy. Yeah. Okay. And I yeah. was I was shocked <laughs> with like the the kind of verse chorus, uh, like layout, re, re, like really of the whole record, but like this song in particular, I didn't necessarily remember them doing the callbacks to parts, but they definitely did, and I don't know how that just slipped by me just in casual listening of yeah. just this this record. Yeah, I mean the the like you were saying the callbacks that that you know kind of come back and forth through the record or it really ties the whole thing together, especially since the record is not only a concept but like a sign off for them, like you mentioned earlier in the <laughs> intro. You know, it's so cool for for it to be uh, a singular piece like that. You know, yeah, absolutely, so good, such a great opening track. And and you know me, yeah. I love my pretty parts. Two fifty, no, two thirty-two. Pretty part. He butters the bread with butter. That was like. Ap- oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, with, it was with it, that. I got it on the background thing. Yeah. That line. Uh, so good. The kid you were hates the man you you became. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it's like oh, and then they were just like and drop the nuts again. <laughs> And you're like, fuck, yes. I hate myself now. Thanks, younger me. Uh, Yeah, all of these young men dying of old age. Come on, dude. So good. So good. I've got like I've got a note here that the this track specifically is like really relatable for me. It's like a whole whole, like you know what I mean? Who like dreamed of doing like one thing but then wind up doing something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty much what he's going going through here. You know what I mean? So good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> All right, Marshall. You good? Yeah, Marshall can't stop laughing when it's that was fucking crazy. Yeah, it's not gonna show up on the recording because we're using other audio. But something with your phone went wacko when you said like that whole sentence. Like, and, then, oh. and then it came back in clean with, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. I looked at Mark and I was like, just leave it. Yeah, if- yeah, sometimes you guys have been cutting out on me too where it'll be like, it'll start going. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm like, um, yeah. And so you just, you know, smile and nod. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. All right, and so... It- <laughs> Track two. Yeah, Music City. <laughs> Balls oh. heavy. Dude, also, this is a love song on. for Nashville. Yep. Yeah, it is. And like, what a what a cool, um, 
what a cool like breath of fresh air because like most people write about how they hate their hometowns. You know what I mean, dude? So how cool is it for somebody to like? Well, th- this like isn't said, this isn't pop punk. Well, that's fair. Respect. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I could I not agree it. And more. And what a transition from the from the previous track too. It's yeah, and good. I loved just how how heavy the vocal drop was. Like it, mm-hmm. like it wasn't low. It wasn't like guttural. It was just a very perfectly timed drop down into it. And you're just like bobbing your head immediately. Totally, totally. I mean, Marshall said it earlier. This track is. I mean, not just the track. The whole record is groovy as shit like that's all it does you know yeah it and it definitely like it never really lets up either and it i feel like it always has this like eerie like last album feeling but they somehow just made it so dirty 100 percent and just like a gang of motorcycles you know (laughs) right riding off into the sunset there was a there was a line in this song that made me think of two different bands. It was "Alert the Skies as Hell Retreats." Retreat. Yeah, I was the, like, "Alert the Skies a band as Hell Retreats <laughs> is a true. band." That the that the whole like maybe that's la- what they're going for. Yeah, the whole like last two verses are there's like a bunch of callbacks to like Nashville, like like not all local bands because as Hell Retreats got pretty big, but like there's like a couple other callbacks of just like sending the love. Pretty sure we'll um, have we have them coming up, don't we? Mm-hmm. Or eventually. Also in my notes I wrote at three oh five kicks dicks. <laughs> it got it just it was heavy. I just wanted to fucking Oh yeah, that was the bow down. Oh down, yeah, when they go kicking it. Yeah, I, I was I was like kick Bro. dicks, kick fucking dicks. Let's get it. Get bent, nerds. <laughs> oh my god, it goes so hard, man. That fucking that riff for that part is so wild. It's like it really does feel like chainsaws. You know what I mean? And just nonstop. I love it. Yeah, well, you write similar riffs, and I, I, my brain doesn't comprehend how to do that. <laughs> like you I, just, I, I hear you it, just and start I'm like, and don't stop. That's like the that's the key to the whole thing, right? It doesn't matter where you go; just start and don't stop. Yeah, but you, you, but you also have to you, have, you also have to have good tone and fucking like twenty seven strings on your guitar, and you know, like well, you know, four, you fucking amps and. Right, <laughs> axe effects and all uh, stuff I can't afford. Like I'm sitting here holding a six string Gibson, going, "How do I write that riff?" <laughs> I don't know. My brain doesn't comprehend it because I'm poor. <laughs> poor boys can't be heavy. Is that what we learned? No, I, I'm I'm heavy. You should see my gut. <laughs> oh, thanks, COVID. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Track three. Yeah, Heart of a Child. Hard that's cut. one of my favorites, Heart of a Child. Yeah. The... Dude, that's, that's the first thing I wrote. One of my favorites. Yeah, I, Heavy I, and Groovy are my, my the first two things I wrote. I love... <laughs> it's like super techie, and I love mm. the mix on the vocals. Just... It's like they they put some more like atmosphere on them, and I just I feel like they stuck out a whole lot, and like I just 
It's just no. You're totally right. Like the mixture of, um, you know, the the heavy vocal with that like the first taste of singing that we get in this one is it again like a really nice like layer that gives it some uh, lush. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So good. And my I've learned that. Like, especially with music like this, if they're singing in it, I don't like to know that it's coming. Because it kind of, like, for some reason, like, it just makes it, like, lose its luster for me. And I feel like every time they sing on this record, especially in this song, when it is, is like, like you said, like, that first, like, like intro into it, I just didn't yeah. see it coming, and it just makes me enjoy it so much more. Totally. Absolutely. Also, the freaking guest vocal spot on this song is nasty. Yeah. yeah, who did you say this was? I never looked it up. This was one of the three Chads. One of the Chads? <laughs> yeah. This was uh, the guy from Legend, right? Legend and mm. uh, For the Fallen Dreams. Oh, okay. It was such gotcha. a nasty part. Yeah, it, incredible. And, like, it it goes really throaty out of nowhere. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like you, so you could tell, you could tell it was a it was the guest vocalist. You're like, okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah like right. Very obvious. Like this is somebody else. As opposed to that, <laughs> well, I can't remember what it was, but that one song we listened to that had someone that we were like, yeah, he's on it, and then we listened to it and was like, where the fuck was he? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- this one, like, you could tell, like, you're like, yes, that's that's the guest vocalist right there. He's stand- oh yeah. He's sta- he sounds different. He stands apart, but he still fucking fits in. Right. As soon as he goes, we are not a product of society. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> we're somewhere else now. <laughs> and now they're the B fifty twos. Is that the name of their band now? Oh no, no, I was you talking about? Yeah, please. <laughs> I was talking about the the cancer that you had in your voice when a, you said that. Yeah, that was a good joke. Sorry, I ruined it. <laughs> Damn it! Did it mess up again so we can start over? Oh god, you scared me like that. My freaking heart just stopped. No, no, no. I thought Marshall saw something. Oh, no, I was, just, I was just making another joke to make up for the one he just ruined. Yeah, I've been stupid this week, so sorry. It I'm, may happen I'm, again. I've been stupid my whole life. What's up, babe? Uh, also, if this I'm song had a get... nasty breakdown at the end. Oh man, this one, I, I actually there. wrote. The outro is insane. That's oh, one dude. of the notes that I have for this song. My God. So good. Yeah, absolutely mm. wild. And like the, so it does, it's one of those classic moves where you take the intro and then repeat it at the end, but like with a little twist. And mm-hmm. so they, like to escalate it, not only do they just do the intro with like that cool lead under it and then also a vocal on it now, but then at the, second like when they reprise it then they just do like this nasty like one open chord you know what i mean with the same the same rhythm but it's not the full riff it's just a just heavy as shit they're just galloping all the way back to nashville totally totally i'm tired of being on the road go right Track four, Misfortune. Miss. Mm, first interlude we get. Yeah. Misfortune. This is my type of interlude. Totally. We we hate on interludes that are pointless and bring nothing to the table. And especially with this record, 
14 songs, three interludes, you could easily see anyone being like, just make it 11 and take the interludes out. No. But these interludes bring so much. Yep. So much. I'm Absolutely. For, for, this, for this song, I'm, I'm going to call it a song, even though it was only like, what, mm-hmm. a minute and something. Yeah. Minute 47. Like, the, the, the overall feel of it, I love the ambience and good job Blake on your singing. Yeah, man. Like that it was oh, it was totally. just, it was beautiful. I like the way that he like he'll start high in like his singing, but he doesn't try to go higher like some bands will where they're like Yeah, yeah. He no, he goes low and you're like, Oh, that's what I needed right mm. there. Hit me yeah. in the gut, you son of a sexy bitch. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially after having these first three tracks just, like, beat you over the ears with non-stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also a nice little callback to the intro of the first song. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that like, uh, electronic, like, drum-style sounding yes. thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. I'm yeah, from Alabama. Absolutely. I can't explain myself. <laughs> but also, this, like, this starts... Um, almost a trilogy. You know, you were talking about with the with the three interludes that we have. Um, yeah, this kind of starts the theming of that. You know, and I almost picture this as like, uh, you know, if you're if you're thinking about this from the perspective of a band who it has reached its reached its time, not because other people chose, but because they aren't enjoying it as much anymore then this almost feels like that first thought of man you know what maybe i maybe this isn't what i want to do forever mm-hmm. you know Dude. and so it almost feels like uh they were able to they were able to put that down on paper in a way that kind of gives you that that subconscious thought oh this is this is turning into the end you know mm-hmm. the, the, no the, like before we even called you i was like mark I got some shit to say about this album. I understand why they call it the life and death of a plea for birding. Yeah. And, and like, li- like if you read along with the lyrics and like, <clears throat> excuse me, as the song, like as the songs go, you're like, okay, they were loving it. Hope oh, they're not feeling it anymore. And then like, well, sorry, I'm I'm jumping way ahead of myself here. I'll, I'll get to, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that later. Well, here let's. Let's go ahead and bounce into five. My song. Yeah. Oh my god. Because dude. I feel I feel like this was like like mm. you were just saying, a turn of like the pendulum and the the this song, the only this thing I can say deep. with this song is absolutely heartbreaking lyrics. This song yes. this song was super yeah. super personal and super deep. Yeah, I I wrote personal and raw for this track. Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. that he called it my song and not some like. Yeah like metaphor that could be cool like but i just love like to me the title is as raw as the song a hundred percent like and like the, in the lyrics of the track he's not mincing words like he's not doing it in the dashboard confessional style where you know you're making a metaphor for everything he's yeah, very yeah. straight to the point about you know how he lost his mom he even says the year it happened like in 2010 you the, know the year how it happened like how That's he lost crazy. his dad, but didn't care. Like yeah, because he, right, exactly. he's forgotten. Yeah, he was. He already gave up. Like you know, like 
Yeah, fuck, strange man. comfort it's, it's and a, apathy. Dude, I have that in my notes. And that that when he said that line, I was like, "Motherfucker, you're right." Like, yeah, God, right. damn it, Andy. Yeah. I can't wait to have you on the podcast. We're gonna have a <laughs> we're gonna have a good damn time. And just for sure, one one of my favorite things too, just when listening to to music like this, especially, is whenever the lyrics are so well placed over music and so like captivating. That I just like, I want to like read ahead as as I'm like following along, and especially like when I I think Andy and Chad from Hundredth kind of split the end part where uh, they say um, "Home is where the broken heart is," and I don't I don't know if if, if y'all caught, but like one of the last times that Andy says it, he says "Home is where my broken heart lies." Yep, and it's just like a little. To me, like, subtleties like that, just, like, I feel like I'm, like, the captain of the cheerleading squad. Like, I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this song is most definitely lyric-driven in my mind. Because even before, uh, you know, like, on first listen of records, you're not really taking in the meaning of lyrics. You're kind of taking it in as a, as a whole to begin with. But I remember even listening to it the first time, the the first line when he says, I lost my mother to the barrel of a loaded gun, I was immediately hooked, listening. You know what I mean? Like yeah. full on listening and just like sucked into the story that he's telling and the uh, and uh, the pouring out of, of his emotions, you know, his emotional state around those topics. Amazing. Incredible so track. So good. So, yeah, great, great track. Not great what happened, but yeah. great track overall. Oh, I, so I, I've got it playing in the background, and I'm like reading through the lyrics as we're doing this. And that one line that I never caught before that says, Sun to none, no home but roads I roam. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Brutal, dude. Oh my god. I'm gonna actually cry right now. What's the next track? This is yeah. <laughs> golly. Next track is track six, Skin and Bones. Which is another ah. vibe shift. Another like, great, yeah. great job by like, Blake. This is a different band on this track. Like, right. It just what a great great writing and even better recording to make it not sound like this couldn't be on the album. Um, that's, that's something else I've liked with the clean singing is they're nowhere near recorded or mixed or laid out the same way that Andy's vocals are, but it's not like they sound low quality or like, like they don't belong. It's just like, uh, oh, is it Schroeder? Yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder killed it. Killed it. Yeah, absolutely. I like how the song, like. It gave me the same vibes of, uh, what was it, Misfortune? You know, mm-hmm. like just, yeah. like slow, ambient, overall. But then, at 3.55, epicness ensues. Yeah, it gets so intense. <laughs> it's like, it's, but it's, the, it's still the same vibe, but it was like mm-hmm. that over fucking just heaviness. Like, it was, oh, man. Mm-hmm. It tickled yeah, my it, t- it tickled my pickle if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> did, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> did y'all get um, 
before the like the full band kicked in, like I got yeah. like like third album, Mailing in the Sons of Disaster vibes. Oh man, you're so right. Oh, I never even put that together, but fuck me. Yeah, that's totally right. <laughs> you're dead on the money. Oh, dude. thanks. I I was listening Jesus. Like, I've heard this song a couple of times, obviously, and I was like listening, I was like like maybe because Maylene like is like playing Furnace Fest this year and all this stuff, but I was just like, so oh my god, Maylene, oh, what? And I was just like, weird Maylene slowly building. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this. I mean, this track. I I actually consider it an extension of Misfortune. Yeah, because if yeah. you listen to them back to back, I mean, it's the same chord structure and everything. It's almost like. Uh, misfortune was an intro to this song, you know. Yeah. Um, but Which is awesome. in order for it to not be too much, you know, they broke it up, and it, it works in that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when uh, I love when the drums fall in, but like it's like mm. the track hasn't built. It's just it reminds me. I hate that I always like compare things to other things but it's just it turns into like an earworm and i know justin you will understand because it sounds like when the drums fall in on a casting such a thin shadow on a by under oath oh my god it totally does like, <laughs> oh, man. I, was oh, just no. like, I was just like i'm loving i'm loving what they're building because it's it's one of those it things that's so does. subtle but Especially to like being a drummer and loving that song because of that. When this hit, I was like, "Oh my god, it's the same thing!" Yeah, man. Oh shit. Yeah, it's like, see, I didn't even think about that, but you're so on it because, like, it goes from doing that misfortune thing where it's just kind of, um, uh, how, is it acoustic even? Like, how does it? It's, but it, I mean, it's solo guitar. You know what I mean? And it just kind of ambient type stuff. And then it builds a little bit, and then you get some electronic drums for their background, and then you get like full live drums, and there's now some like more uh, like uh, affected electric guitar kind of upfront type stuff, and then it drops in. Yeah. Until you said that, I just kind of pictured it as the the beginning and then the full band part. But God, fuck, you're right. It's like totally. <laughs> And like there's a gradient all the way through it, which is kind of I guess what carries you as the listener through the whole song because yeah. it's five like five minutes long, but it doesn't feel like that, you know. Which is my favorite thing because I'm well, a really impatient listener. So yes, he is. <laughs> I really am. I get so tired of really long songs. That's why we started listening to the album separately. Yeah, <laughs> that's one one of the reasons. I'll be like making Marshall nervous, like. Like four minutes into like a seven minute War of Ages outro, just like <laughs> ready to end it all. <laughs> oh no! All right, we can go ahead and move. Track, Track seven. seven. Hey, all right. Room for the dead. Freaking oh. dummy, filthy, thick riff. This is this Again, is another favorite. What a cool, yeah. What a cool intro. They have really like broken down. Uh, radio effect intro and then just a huge fucking nut drop on the first riff, <laughs> you know? Just bloop in the soup, you know? <laughs> just fucking... Yeah. <laughs> totally. This this is another one of my favorite tracks off the album, not including the, you know, my, the pretty parts of the stuff we just talked about. 
But the you know the line in this song, "Who will win the battle for my soul? God, the devil, or rock, rock and, and roll?" Between God, the devil, and rock and roll, dude. Well, what the fuck, dude? That's such a cool line, bro. Holy I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna answer that personally. Rock and roll. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and peace be unto thee. Right. Or however that saying goes. Man, I don't know. What Mark. a track. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, honestly, Marshall, like you recapping the chorus is like really all I was gonna say. I was just like the that that like chorus callback is just it's begging for like like washed up like thirty plus year old metalcore kids. To be jumping on stage screaming. Just and say then, my name, Mark. Like walking away with ice packs on their back after. Just say my name. I need the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I can, I can totally see it. Just like a, a huge crowd of like 30 sweaty dudes at Rocket Town jumping up to scream, I need the medicine. Or <laughs> probably even more specifically, the 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 doctor you know? There was another line in the song that I liked, but I wasn't, like, I'm not exactly 100% sure what he meant by it. Oh. What is it? Do share. Let's talk about it. Murdered or murderers, we are mm. all the same. Kingsmen or poorly dressed, we're pawns in this game. Oh, yeah, dude. He's so good. Like, like, he's so good. The, I know they're a Christian band, but that doesn't sound like a, something a Christian, like a, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like something it, a real Christian band would say. Yeah, it's not, not, not your not your fucking fake bullshit Christian. Like, this is a person like, no, we're all the same, regardless of what we've done. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta love each other. Yeah, well, absolutely. Okay, I, 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 mean, it, I understand it, it now, in... but at the time when I heard it, I was like, <laughs> "You did it!" <laughs> I got there myself. Yay! <laughs> but like hearing that line, I was like, "That's not something you would expect to hear Mm-mm. at all." That's yeah. That's... I mean, it for me, it fits in with the theme of the song, like overall, right? Because and then even yeah. more so the no, the no, larger the... picture of the record too where they're kind of questioning not only what are they doing as a band but just kind of in general so you know like just the first line there's a battle for my soul between god the devil and rock and roll like am i going to be touring or am i going to be this you know devout like christian figure that like i thought i would be or am i going to just drop all of it you know just mm-hmm. move on. yeah yeah and i feel like too especially I love the placement of that, of this song in the album, because I don't know mm-hmm. which he's feeling. Because if this was at exactly. the beginning, like he's choosing rock and roll. Like if this yeah. is at like, like like before Skin and Bones, I'd be like, yo, like like he's he's probably just gonna like walk away from music. And then like if you like place it later on, like around like the death or living the dream, it's just like, man, I don't know what he's gonna do. It was perfect. Yeah, placement. It, you're right. It is the perfect placement. It's perfect dead in the placement. middle of the record. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm. Like for the overall theme of the album, it, it this is exactly where it needed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is totally agree. Which, like, I've always liked this album, but I never like you know I listened to it because I enjoyed it. But the day I listened to it, 
again like with purpose with purpose to listen to everything and read the lyrics and i was like holy fuck it makes more sense why it's called this now yeah yeah because <laughs> mm-hmm. like you can see mm-hmm. you can see the life in the music and then you can start seeing the doubt and then you can see and then you can see the death in the of the band like mm-hmm. we'll get there hold yep. on track eight a fight for peace god damn heavy yeah I, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> just, it's just they're really getting me. A lot of times when a band will do the same thing in a record, I kind of get tired of it. But their commitment to like starting songs out with like these filtered, like layered, like treble intros, and then just dropping the hammer repeatedly. I'm just like, feed me more. Oh. Feed me more. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so like, good. And I'll like do whatever just you want. Absolutely out of nowhere. And this really beautiful kind of a lead intro thing. Big old dick open note. Just the lowest <laughs> open that you could drop. No, nothing crazy. Just a bow. You know what I mean? Think about it. Bow. <laughs> so good. <laughs> This track is so good. Do that note one more time. <laughs> I love that you were just like, you know, man, just think about it. Bow. Uh, that's what the, that's what the, that's what they're saying when they drop that big old nut. Bow. They're like, you know where you are right now? Bow. <laughs> oh man. Oh fuck. No, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh. And this is this is one of the um, this is one of the first tracks where they start to really uh, highlight the singing vocals in the midst of one of their heavier songs. Yeah, yeah, and so like what earlier a in Music City, they had it as like a layer, right? And now in this track, during that hook, uh, they're kind of having him do some clean vocal stuff outside of what Andy's doing. This is also the first song that they uh, referenced something that comes later in the album first as opposed to something that already happened oh interesting what is that uh there's there's a line in the song that says hell at our backs oh and that's the title track of the next song Oh man, that's good catch. See, that's awesome. Yeah, good that's catch. a really good egg, dude. Oh, no, nice which is job. The... Oh, no. Which one? Uh, no, <laughs> not that trombone. <laughs> that's the wrong button. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, that was a risk. <laughs> you know, something. We got A, B, C, D. You got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the four. <laughs> it's one of them. Damn it. Uh, oh shit. I didn't mean to sad trombone you, Marshall. It's okay. But yeah, that there. There's a line in this song that has "Hell at Our Backs" in it, and I was like, "That's the t- that's the title of the next track." <laughs> so sick. <laughs> which I don't. Th- yeah. Which I don't recall if they even said that in that song or not. <laughs> I don't think they did. We all have hell at our backs, ready to take us. Mm. Boom! Wow, what a line. There's so many like good one-liners in this record. Yeah. Just sprinkled throughout. Things that like you could definitely see as a tattoo, you know. Yeah, like, somebody like lives by that shit. Or is like those like those dope like crowd kill T-shirts. Yeah, like a, a picture of some print. guy front flipping on a guy, and then it just like exactly. says that in gold foil. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I mean, track nine, hell, hell at, at our, our backs. Back. 
it's, there it is. It's just we're at Love. we're at just level two. <laughs> low, lo-fi drums right. with beautiful yep. ambient guitars. I wrote it's, another Blake again, banger. A, a, just a beautiful change of pace, a way to like give everybody a breath, you know, because this record is going to keep going. <laughs> There's more to come yep. and you're not going to hate it. You're going to enjoy the ride, but like, let's just, you know, let's just breathe for a second. Yeah. We will give you a break. Totally. And it's, and it's a beautiful break. It's like, it's, it's just fucking, Damn it! Why didn't I come up with those riffs? You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. In fact, a uh, fun fact for me: here's one. Uh, it's so good that there are no lyrics available on Apple Music. So he's singing stuff. No one knows what it is. I do. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. You want to know what he says? No, I want to keep it a mystery. Oh, mm. <laughs> good choice. I like your style. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, hit me with it. Uh, oh, 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 hello. I, I played the track. Oh, now I'm being denied. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's two lines. We all have hell at our backs. Haunting our dreams in the beds in which we weep. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Again. <laughs> F, dude. What a good what a good line. F in the chat. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. Like did, did I, I want to know if Blake wrote these lyrics, you know? Like Yeah. I you know like, what? Did, did he I guarantee you cuz listen, you can you can kind of tell I've I've got a note for later, but I'll go ahead and bring it up. The um the difference between um like misfortune, skin and bones, uh, Hell at Our Backs, and then the what's the last one? The Setting Sun. All of those tracks where it's like uh, Blake is taking lead on it. You can tell in the oh, oh, in the you missed one metaphors, right? That it, you can tell in the metaphors that are being used by those tracks that Blake has the forefront on. That he definitely wrote those. At least the lyric, the lyrical portion. I'm sure he wrote most of all the other stuff too, right? But yeah, um, I I I noticed that when I was going through it over the last couple of days, getting ready for the podcast, that there's a definite, um, there's a definite difference in writing style lyrically between those that I think that Blake wound up writing and then the others that Andy did. Andy's a little more straightforward on the things that he's saying and Blake is a little more maybe ethereal and, you know, uh, kind of like I me and Steve joked about dashboard confessional earlier. Yeah. Right? But he's that's a little bit more like, 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 uh, screaming infidelities. Yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a bad way. Don't but, get me but wrong. Don't, but don't call, but don't yet. call <laughs> dashboard <laughs> <laughs> confessional emo. He'll get mad. Who will? Yeah. That's weird. Maybe he, maybe he'll take it nowadays. Now that from dashboard, cool he hated being called emo. No. He's like, that's what you write, motherfucker. No, Colonel it's Sanders, true. you're wrong. Mama's right. <laughs> <laughs> Maduba Obligata. I haven't thought about one of those in a while. And I like Vicky Valancourt. I saw her boobies and I like them too. <laughs> uh, all right, track ten. Welcome to the, welcome to the Adam Sandler podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Sandler. Sorry. Tracked. Oh. <laughs> you deserve the sad trombone. 
Sad trombone. <laughs> All right. Ladies Track and gentlemen, ten. this is my last podcast. <laughs> Got him. It's right. going to be a solo Mark podcast now. Oh, I'm God. not coming back either. Even Next less people are going to listen. There'll be audio issues. Me and Justin will start our own podcast. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cover ferret it'll, records. It'll never, it'll never get off the ground because every time we try to record it, something will go wrong with the SD card. <laughs> yeah, it'll break. <laughs> I'm trying to get the tone right. Hold on. Right. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't recording. I didn't hear record. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not even here. Track 10. Yeah, right. Words, Words misread. I love the verses in this song. All right, yeah. hold on before we get to the verses. Mm. This opening riff I wrote, I'm a fight Mark to this riff. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, right here, Mark. Look. He, he really did write it. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's awesome. Also, this, uh, yeah, this this <laughs> opening riff. Since you mentioned it, I love like thinking about um, the the way that uh, guitar chords sound in heavy music. Like this one is way more. It's way sorry, way less on like the low end, you know, open string kind of a thing. And he's definitely making some really cool like higher end chords, even in the chuggy bits there. And it it really makes for an intense. You know, yeah, fight your friends kind of a sound. <laughs> it's it really, really cool. Yeah. Also, I, I love the lyrical concept of this. Or mm-hmm. I, I say lyrical concept, but it's the concept I took from it. Which they, I, what is it? What did you take? Because I, I, I actually have a concept written for this one, too, so I'm interested to see if we hit on the same point. Uh, believing in something, but not trying to turn people against each other but understand each other. Oh, see, that's not at all what I was taking from it. Uh-huh. But that's really, that works. That's really good. See, I took it a little more straightforward um, in that uh, there's some, there's some heartburn <laughs> around how lyrics are misread, misinterpreted. Ooh. So it's like, also, you know, as a, a good takeaway. Yeah, like you th- you think about them as a Christian band, right? And how um, back when they first got kicked off, uh, it was it was hard to. What am I trying to say? It's hard. It's hard in the Christian community to tell people that you're in a, uh, a deathcore band or you know whatever. Like you think about with Blood Comes Cleansing or you know, uh, this band or, you know, any of the others that came up around that uh, Christian hardcore time, and everybody was like, oh, this is devil music, right? Yeah. No, it's lifecore. So, right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so so this, this feels like the frustration coming to a head of, um, if you would just listen to what we're saying, as opposed to, what your perception of our sound is, then you would see we're on the same side here. Ah, see, that also makes it. I feel like we both pulled up valid points. Oh, totally. Yeah, I wish I kind of wish I had thought about it the way you did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like mine, but yours is like really deep. (laughs) Not really. I just, I was, that was me trying to understand it from a Christian standpoint, but, (laughs) but like, well, good job. Thank you. I think you nailed it. I 
I really liked just to <laughs> the me, symbols. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hate you so freaking much. I'm just messing up. Sorry. I'm gonna tell my mama. Um, I t- to me what I what what I connected with was there was a breakdown at the beginning where he said I can't stop this. And, oh, I can't stop this. And, and then at the end, he said, "If the pen is stronger than the sword, we'll end this world with screens and oh, keyboards." Yes, he did. And I was like, Bro, "Holy to shit!" To me, that was just like the call out for "I can't stop this." I feel like he's super pissed about that. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I, I really like that. You're a hundred percent right. I I had or I meant to write down and didn't because I got distracted earlier. But that last line, the the way that he's equating that you know that old school saying the pen it, pen is mightier than the sword he even says it that screens and keyboards how the world and I mean that shit holds up. This is eleven really years later. You know what I mean? You said it. This shit. This record came out in 2011, right? Yeah. Eleven years later. God, and that shit so still holds up. Crazy. What a good line. Mm. Again, just another one of those lines. Killer. Just goes to show Andy is a prophet and can see into the future. <laughs> right? Couldn't. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Track 11. Hands Track and foot. Track 11. Hands and Hands. <laughs> Fingers and toes. You say it that way. <laughs> Uh, you just you just shorten it and call it digis. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was this was not my favorite Blake trick. Yeah, it this one was kind of kind of out of nowhere. Um, I said not my favorite Blake. Like I was, I ta- could like see I was this one as a B side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I like no no disrespect to the song, but my favorite part was the piano outro. Yeah, I really liked the the piano fade, like. I know that's kind of like out of nowhere, but that's just what I remember. All right, so no one likes this one. Track 12. <laughs> well, well, no, hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too fast. I mean, look, hey, to, I'm, I'm, to give it its fair shake, it's a, it's, a, it's a very beautiful song, right? It just, it almost feels um, like this would have been a hidden track. You know, like yeah. back in the day when track 13 was 15. Yeah, this yeah. would be what comes after that. You know, it it works in the theme of the record in what he's talking about. But it almost <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. Instead of you're fine. Instead of Thank the you. um, instead of the uh, in the the songs that came before where Blake was the lead and maybe it was an interlude or even, um, you know, a full track. And those songs felt like breathers. This one almost stops the momentum because you're, you're coming to the end of the record here and it feels like, uh, you're, you're coming to a conclusion. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. What you just said. Yeah. Coming to a conclusion. What, did you write that too? No, no, no I didn't write shit. I was listening to what you were saying, but I came, I came to a realization when you said that. Okay, let's have it. 
The album is called The Life and Death mm-hmm. of a Plea for Purging. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you said this song came and kind of stopped everything. Right. Death. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's on purpose. Yeah, like maybe yeah. It's, like, it's like it's like a hold up. And it is traditionally where a lot of bands would end their record, too. Yeah, totally. Totally. Because that's where I was going to go, is that it feels oh, like if you're listening to it on the first run through, this, and you're like, you're not looking at the track listing, right? Mm-hmm. You're just listening to it. This is track 11. You're like, oh, okay, this is the end of the record. This is a great outro. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here comes three more songs. So my original point was that it feels like it kills the momentum, but uh, maybe you're right, Marshall. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it, this is like the end of the record, and then here are some additional thoughts that get us to... So this is what this is where the band dies. This is the death of a plea for purging. And then the last three tracks are wrapping up like officially the afterlife no no yeah. no no I, I, this is this is my theory this is my thought all Let's right this song is okay. the, the death the, yeah. the next track is the uh when life flashes before your eyes like if you look at it okay. if, you, if you look at it lyrically yeah I mean, and then it was all about yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the next track you know Obviously, the death. The is, death, like, right? You know, you're done with your flash before your eyes. Blah. And the next song is them accepting it and moving forward to happiness. Right. All right. So with yeah. that, be, with that being said, track twelve. Man, Bob, you got me shit. What the fuck, dude? You can't just do that and then move on. <laughs> oh, no, shit. Well, it, 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 uh, if we move on, it helps me. Talk about what I'm trying to say. Because, oh my because, God! Okay, fine. But Jesus okay. H. Track twelve, living the dream. Living the dream. First Five off, I, also long. wait real quick. Let me just say, how good is it that they put this track name in quotes? But, <laughs> yeah. Genius. That's brilliant. The sarcasm that's dripping from the name of this track is palpable. I love oh. it. That was great. Okay. Ass beater, obviously. Yeah. Oh, totally. This is probably my favorite. Yeah, I wrote Ripper. (laughs) (laughs) This track absolutely rips, dude. (laughs) This is this is one of my favorite tracks on the whole record, Living the Dream. Same. But this is also after what you said about track eleven, this is why I feel like this song might be like the flash like the your life flashing before your eyes as you're as you're dying. Because, you're a hundred percent right, man. Yeah, because I think you're he's, totally right. He's questioning his choices, wondering if everything was worth it, wondering if he created his own hell. Yeah, you know, like, just, you know, is everything just flashing, flashing before your eyes, and like, and it's just that kind of makes sense too, because I wrote that the the vocal patterns were way more erratic and like like all over the place in a good way like he had a lot to say some i mean that could easily be compared to like like you said the flashes of yeah him just like like spitting words um when you were talking when you were talking about track 11 justin I had, I had a fucking epiphany and i was like holy fuck holy fuck 
I, I think you're I think you're totally right because even sonically this works in your favor yeah. because the last track and not just sonically but also Mark I think you mentioned at the beginning of the beginning of the show that usually a, a record ends at track ten or eleven or whatever that's exactly where hands and feet is mm-hmm. it's ex- it's exactly where it is then the very next song living the dream it like you said Marshall is not only a reflection on what they you know were potentially expecting out of doing something like this but it also sonically is a reflection of the beginning record mm-hmm. so it's oh. like the flash before your eyes you're like you're back to the beginning of the record sonically speaking really heavy really driving really forward moving yes. living the dream it's <laughs> so good bro you cracked the code my dude <laughs> You absolutely cracked it. Walnuts? I'm a, think, I'm a thinker. Cracked. So, does that mean we're, does that mean we're that moving on to track 13? Let's go, Incredible, baby. Moving man. on to track 13? The death. Let's do it. All right, this is this is them realizing that they're dying. They're yep. dead. It's this also is, yeah, this the, is it's like official here. It's yes. the progressive metal supper. It's their dinner. Yeah. It <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Damn it. Dude, it's it's just super progressive. The bounce, the fall down, and then beef. The Sl- world is on fire. Bow, 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 Slow, patient, everything is burning. And then at two thirty four, they just fuck. <laughs> that that fucking. That, I love when that word is used like that. <laughs> that I really that, do. That riff just. <laughs> Mm. Oh man, the like really open drony one, yeah, and then just... it like hits with a huge bass drop that's yeah, basically it's... the exact same note as the guitars are playing. Yeah, so therefore it feels like your whole brain is shaking out of its stuff, dude. It's yeah. so good. Otherwise known as the Arby's beef and cheddar. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, bro, totally. <laughs> or death. A plea for purging. We have the meats. <laughs> Why did they never make that shirt? Oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> All right, does anyone have anything else to say about the song? I mean, I I think it's a, I think it's a killer end to the record. I mean, you've got the setting sun after this, which, you know, like you mentioned, and we'll talk about in a second, is more of an accepting kind of a track. But, like, this, yeah. as uh, the the... The type of band they are, that really heavy kind of a thing, is a great way to end. You know, it's it's almost like giving someone a good memory to to live out on. You know, yeah. I love it, man. It's so good. Mm. Mm. My fingers are stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to wash them after you do that, Mark. Uh, dang it! I hate you. All right, track fourteen, the setting sun. The last, the last track that a plea for purging would ever produce. This was them accepting it. It's like Ugh. it's like them accepting that in the song they're gonna sound like my epic and Lincoln Park, which is, mm. which is totally fine. <laughs> oh, I'm fine with it. They accepted it and they moved forward to happiness to the, to their yeah. heaven because they left the hell that they created for themselves. The the and the I, last line of this song, so, the so, last line of the record, the last line for a plea for purging is my hopes and dreams are setting. 
they're setting with the sun. It's so, Come on, it's, dude. It's fucking po it's a poetic end. It well, is fucking Totally. Just god damn it. What cuz they they made how many how many records did they make? Is it four? It's five, including an EP of theirs. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're self-titled. So they, you know, like all of us who have started a band at some point and had a pretty good run and made a few records, and uh, these guys specifically were able to get, you know, signed on to a pretty decent label and were able to tour the world and so on, but felt like they they realized this isn't what we want to do forever. Something about it's not working. Something about it's not clicking. We love it, but we have to end it, right? So even though it is, it's their dream to be you know, like all of us when we start out, our dream is to be the biggest band in the world. You know, I want to, I want to touch lives. I want people to sing my music back to me and so on. They're like you said, Marshall, they're accepting that that part of their life is done. This chapter is closed. So that stuff is setting, setting just like the sun. It's inevitable for them. It was inevitable. Wow. It's beautiful. And then like, well, like something that I got stuck on was kind of like this is the last of the three, like your, like your interludes, fingers. interlude kind of things, and so mm-hmm. right here it's we the are. Final of the they trilogy. were talking about like God, the Devil, and Rock and Roll. Yeah, three interludes like Holy Trinity. I mean, yeah. like there's just there's just so much that I think, and I feel like that's why, like what what re-listening to all to all this has done for all three of us i think is a perfect example of why this record didn't really take off as much with as many people because i feel like they interlaced and intertwined so much into it to where like it's not just like you listen to it and you're like oh man like that was a banger that was great but you listen to it and then like the third fourth and fifth time you're just like what the heck like there's just so much, so many underlying like references and settings and like atmospheres to like unpack, and it's, I I'm so glad that we've kind of jumped back into it like this because I I knew I liked it like Marshall said, but it just it it opened up a lot more for me just like listening to it bit bit by bit and not just because I know it I like it Please is one of my favorite bands like. It's just it's so so much more than that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the I think at the time that it was released, I don't think people were either they didn't know or they weren't ready to accept the fact that this was please last uh, last piece. Yeah, and and so even though they laid it out for us as an audience. You know, even in the title of Life and Death, this is the story of a plea for purging, including the death of this band. Right? You know, straight up the last two songs, the death, the setting sun. This is it. You know, in hindsight, you're looking at it, you're listening to it, you know, and like you said, for us, 11 years later, a decade later, we're coming back to it and seeing, oh, God, obviously. But at the time, you're like, Oh, sweet new music from one of my fucking favorite bands. You know, beat your friends up and stuff, and they toured the record and you know the the whole life cycle of how things go like this. But I think from the very 
inception of this record, I think they knew that this would be the last thing. And I'm sure they talked about this and I just haven't seen it, but I think they knew that this was the last thing they would do. And so they went into it knowing that, and that's how they conceptualized the record and then wrote it in a fashion that makes it, makes it a classic piece for me. Because like you said, coming back to it now, I've been listening to it now for almost a decade. I didn't get it when it first came out, but you know, for a long time I've listened to this record and have just enjoyed it. But like coming back to it here and really diving into it, it's so uh, inward facing and and uh, and understanding even more so than my own experience of having bands and coming to the end of those those lives as a band because something happens or you decide to just quit or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's so introspective in a way that is cathartic i mean it really is almost therapeutic listening to this knowing that they knew this was the end i'm like i feel better that this is their last record now that i've listened to it again because they knew it wasn't a surprise it wasn't like oh shit we didn't make enough money you know they're like no nah, we're we're yeah, good this is we're, like, we're, we're good here we're done yeah they're 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 ha- they're okay with it you know happy is you know subjective you can Maybe maybe some of them or all of them or whatever weren't totally ready to stop, but they knew that if they kept going, that you know something would go wrong potentially. Yeah. So I just I love that they decided this is going to be the end of it. And you think about it like Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld didn't get canceled; they shut the show down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a like similar thing. Yeah. What's love, up with that? <laughs> <laughs> That was a very mm. poor impression. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I got it. So we're here. <laughs> well, that brings us uh, to our next segment. A little uh, YouTube recommended. Uh, we just mm. just go through like uh, me while like listening to the record. We'll just hit the related tab just as I'm listening and just like. See what pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, just see what pops up. Um, oh. So so we got the uh, the first one was uh, the band Dens. Their oh, song okay. Foolish uh, from the Tame Sessions. Um, good band. I haven't seen the video, but me and Marshall always try and watch. Like We'll, we'll, we'll like bookmark them later just to check them out because it's brought some pretty, pretty sick things. I'm pretty sure the Tame Sessions by Dens is like an acoustic album of some songs that they, yeah, it, they did. Yeah, it it looked like like a full rendition of like albums acoustic because they kind of kept popping up throughout this and I kept seeing them and I was like, well, I'm gonna pick one like it keeps throwing it at me. Um, the second one was the uh, new Stick to Your Guns track, uh, Weapon. Um, the music video for that it's a freaking great song. Um, l- love Stick to Your Guns. And the third one, this was the curveball, was uh, Incubus. Their their video for Pardon Me. Hell yeah! <laughs> Whoa, bro! <laughs> so, I love that. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so sick. Um, I know what I'm listening to on my way home. Right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I love this time. <laughs> Justin. Yes. Since you're the guest. Hey. How about you start 
with uh, your band of the week. Sure. Does it have to be one? Because I have no. one. If it needs to be one, no, 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 it, no, it can no, be as many. It can be as many as you want. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, just, we okay. just say band of the week because you, you know usually there's that one artist or you're just like I've been listening to this on fucking repeat. Okay, but great. So more, here's go. what I've been listening to on repeat. So to to be fair to the to the segment, to be fair, to answer the question <laughs> directly, it's the new State Champs singles. They oh, haven't released nice. the full record yet for Kings of the New Age, but the four tracks that they have released have been absolute bangers. <laughs> they they have somehow figured out how to directly replicate a formula for pop punk bangers man <laughs> with it it sounds like i've been listening to it for 10 years but it does not sound old you know oh that's it's nice so good the stuff that they've put out so please by all means check out the new stuff from state champs it's it's impeccable nice. um also so three other new things that have popped up on my radar. They're not totally new. Some of them are from last year, so you know, but they're new to me. Um, the new "Every Time I Die" record, "Radical," oh, rip. is bro. It is an absolute ripper. This record, <laughs> from start to finish, that record goes so fucking hard. I so like I share music with friends sometimes. Uh, State champs have been sharing, but like. Every time I die, I try and pass out to everybody that I know. Because I'm like, holy shit, here's a record that reminds me of, like, 2010, where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in college again, and I feel like I want to drink a 30 case of Keystone. <laughs> this, this, it's so good. It's so every time I die, and I love it for that. Nice. Um, Circus Survive has a new EP that they dropped this year, uh, a dream about death. And it is V good. It is it's very circus survive. <laughs> and it, it is, is very good. good. <laughs> Boy, howdy. there's not a lot to say about it. Cause it's, it's still fresh for me. I haven't really uh, dove deep into it, but I have been listening to it quite a bit and I love it. I'm excited for more stuff from them. Um, and then finally Adele's new record 30 is nice. Perfect. It's so good. It's not only is it, um, it, it a look at her life as all of her records are. Um, I love that she names her records the age that she was when she put them out, right? 19, oh, 25, 30, and so on. Oh, I cool. love that about it. Um, but the you can hear the you can hear the heartache, you can hear the growth, you can hear um, her moving on to a new stage in her life in the record, not just with her lyrics, but also in the tone of the record and in the styles that she's trying while it's still very Adele. There are some new things that she's playing around with that I think are really cool. And so, I mean, I know everybody's listening to it, but if, you know, somebody hasn't by some chance, please give it a shot. Like, it's check phenomenal. it out. Nice. Yeah. All right, Marshall, That's what it. you got? Oh, shit. Uh, my band of the week is a band from New York they're called Ghost Chant they're a melodic hardcore band and I am unashamed to admit how I discovered them I was listening to our first EP on Spotify 
And after it finished, he just started playing similar artists. Oh, that's cool. And th- they were one that, that is cool. They were one that popped up, and I was like, "This fucking slaps!" Like, <laughs> this is th- way better like, than the stuff I was listening to before. Like, man, <laughs> why, why can't why can't I write this like this? But it, like it, but it was like very, so similar to us. I was like, this, "Okay, cool." People listen to our style of music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was it was good, and so like, it, I ended up creating a. A playlist on Spotify called "Similar to False Tongues," <laughs> 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 and so now I just add things to it that are that pop up on our radio, our radio, like nice. <laughs> so. But yeah, Ghost Chant—they're fucking dope. Check them out if you're into melodic hardcore. I guarantee you'll like them. B Mills, B Mills, you bastard! Didn't even send us any fucking hate mail, you asshole. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> Mark, who's your band of the week? Well, my mine is well, uh, mine is more of, <laughs> hell yeah of a song uh, That's by not a uh, band. well, it's it's just a song by a band. Uh, Spite, they're like hyping up their new record. Um, it's called uh, I think it's uh, oh, it just uh, made to please. Literally, it is like if I don't. I don't know if if there's a song out there that could physically assault somebody, but I really am convinced that it would be this. Um, the 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 recording quality is it's it's literally like eating three T-bone steaks and then getting punched in the gut. Oh, hmm. it's, it's I was enjoy- I, I was enjoying what you said. That's one of my favorite things to do in my spare time. <laughs> it's like you said, eat three t bones, and I was like, hell yeah! And then you're like, then get punched. So I was like, no, no, I want to enjoy my food. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's just it's just an an absolute beat down, and it never stops. And the recording quality is just a a level or two up. From what like bands like that tend to stay in, and I don't know who they got to record this record, but I cannot wait till the whole thing comes out. Spite, made to please. Spite. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wait. Boys and girls, it is time. Children of all ages. For the most emotional thought-provoking, awe-inducing segment of the Save Yourself pod. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we like to call this fucking segment Snaps for Wade. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and, thus, yeah. and thus, the Beast Wade is awoken. And he is pissed. Well, we have no hate mail this week. Yeah, thanks, nice. B-Mills. Well, and and you know what? It's perfect because it just makes me realize that we don't need B-Mills when we have the Justin Dean on the pod this week. Hey! So, for, like, <laughs> hey, big, big shout out to Mr. Justin Dean. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time tonight. Likewise, likewise. You're absolutely fantastic, and uh, proved to, 
to be much more better versed in just explaining music and feeling because me and Marshall would just be like, it was, ah! and then it was, <laughs> bow, 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 down, down, and then it was just like, God, we hated it. And, and then just... there was that one part that was like, oh, God. chug, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So but it was well, nice having like, you class us up. I think we just oh, wrote, thanks, I think, I think we just I wrote a new that. album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I was actually taking notes the whole time. So we'll have something out. So, it's on our new label. It'll come out in 2030. <laughs> it's our new label, Dace Found. Oh, it'll come out in 2030. <laughs> <sighs> well, if, if you want to be like Justin and guest host on the pod... If you want to write us in some hate mail and be like B Mills, which I doubt it because no one wants to be like B Mills, but if you do, oh. you, you can find us on Facebook, in- Instagram, and Twitter at Save Yourself Pod. You can also email us at Save Yourself Pod at gmail.com. And uh, Justin, is there any social that you want to share with anybody or anything that you're doing to share with anybody? Streaming, um, anything, what, anything. Well, so I mean, I've got a, I've got a YouTube channel, Jangle Boy. Um, and, <laughs> Jangle Boy. You know, so you're welcome to check that out if you want. Um, I do streaming. I, I haven't streamed in like two months, but you know, I've got a kid, so I just kind of do it whenever I want to. Um, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, Carrier's going to have a new record coming out at some point in the next decade. Um, we've got it completed. There's just a couple of polishing things that we got to do. And then of course, uh, the fault song project that we're working on, you know, I'm stoked to, stoked to get out that, get that out too. I'm really proud of the work that we've done on it. So since 2019, yeah, we've been working on an album for three fucking years. <laughs> It'll be like a fine wine. If it really it still will. holds up three years later. Then that means it's a classic. That's true. Oh, you got a fucking point. That's true. Well, so Justin, we love you. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate you. We will, we will see you. Yeah, soon. no, again, thank you for having me. We will see you soon, hopefully, and get Steve to yeah. fucking finish this goddamn lyrics. <laughs> <laughs>